Big Dave. Hey now. Oh man. <laughs> Good evening. What? What's that? Why does it sound like there's water on someone's end? I just I I just took us to outer space, dude. We finally broke through the uh the dome. <laughs> People have already done that, man. We're, we're not the first. We're, no, we're the first. No, we're not. People have been to space. Oh, I, I forgot. You're one of those uh global earthers, dude. Flat earther, man. Get it right. <laughs> we did, so who we all do we really need here? to come up with an intro? Yeah, we, that's not good enough for you. I'll let, <laughs> I'll let, I'll let you do it, bro. Half the experience uh, when you start doing yeah, it. <laughs> welcome, welcome to Half the Experience. I'm your host, Big Alpha, oh, lowercase a, <clears throat> with uh, Big Dave and Lily over here. We got two got special guest speakers. Corbin Stroop. <laughs> Um, say hey, Stroop. Hey, say thanks hey, for Dad. having me on, Joe. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> say hi to the other guy, the one other listener. Hey, other listener. Shout out. Good old, good old shout out to the one other listener. Uh, let's just get our uh, advertisements out of the way. This uh, episode was brought to you today by Buns and Udders and Mountain Meat. <laughs> no, it was not brought to you by Buns and Udders. Mountain Meat, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Buns and Udders is going to be paid <laughs> oh, oh man! How how was um, the week, fellow? Dude, it was pretty good. Found out I'm gay. Um, <laughs> can you imagine? That was no surprise to any of us. <laughs> no, it was pretty good. It was pretty good. What about you, man? Imagine, imagine <laughs> finding that out accidentally. <laughs> Someone tells you. You got to fell really on the gay this weekend. That was weird. <laughs> You got a really cheap fortune teller, and they pull out one of the cards, and they're like, "Oh no, <laughs> you're really, really cheap, really cheap by Joy of Tokyo fortune cookie." You know, I'm just waiting until this gets big, or one of you runs for like Congress or something one day, and this is going to be the thing that they pull up against you and why they're going to lose. Now, what did you mean by if this is I all they find out- on me? Oh, same zone. <laughs> Yeah, this I'd be okay with that. Shoot, if any of us ran for any of those positions ever, even listen, if any of us had the ability to run for any for any of those positions, I wouldn't be able to I take think... the question like digging into my background seriously. I would not be able. To... So, what did you mean by "I'm a gay, gay little gay boy"? Here's here's the other thing. I think if any of us was in that position, this podcast episode four would be the least of our concerns. <laughs> episode two, we were talking about killing a baby. <laughs> we're talking about how to kill baby Hitler. I stick by my theory of bopping him on the shoulder. I, I'm listen, still good man, with a head hey, bop on him. Hey, listen, man. This podcast would be the least of your worries. All they'd have to pull up is a YouTube channel called The Shat. <laughs> Good old Team Shat, boys. And, uh, yeah. That was some Can you believe I've gotten more views on that channel in the last six months than I have in the last 12 years of it being online. <laughs> Dude. It's, it's all the same viewers. Now, here's the thing. What if that goes viral before this podcast goes viral? We'd use it to shout out the podcast. Honestly. 
I mean, from there, I'd go viral with the podcast, Buns and Udders, and Mountain Meat. <laughs> Every time someone says Buns and Udders, I hate it more. Listen, dude. dude. I'm going to be honest with you, okay? I love the name Mountain Meat, okay? But it, rem- yeah. it kind of makes me think of the sequel to, like, Brokeback Mountain. <laughs> <laughs> Like, like it's a bad thing. Come on. And that's how Lily found out he was gay. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> this week on Mount Me, we tackle manscaping. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Oh, oh man! I wonder if these jokes are as funny to absolutely anybody else. Oh man, Mountain Meat, dude! What a series! But, but honestly, I can see some good packaging for that. Sounds like no a pun intended. Sounds like, <laughs> <laughs> sounds like a parody. Awesome. To, a, sounds like a parody show to meat eaters. It's like oh. a super gay hunting show. <laughs> Here's the plot twist. They're all vegans. <laughs> That's bad. I was about to get really dirty with it, but yeah, we won't. Let's hold off. Yeah. <coughs> oh, man. Let's uh, let's get right into it. Um, <laughs> as if we are already. Well, here's the thing. Have you, have you heard of the guy? His name is, I think his name is Bradley. He's a uh, motivational speaker. What are we talking about now? Have you have you heard of Bradley, the motivational speaker? No, I've heard of Bradley Martin. He's a YouTuber. Maybe that's who it is. Uh, all I know is his channel is Bradley L A E. No. Uh, anyways, he's got he's got the famous like it went basically it's one of the Facebook YouTube channel or um, things that goes viral for him. But he's he's basically like I was curious to hear the answers that we would get from. Uh, us as a group but he goes and says like hey if i give you a million dollars tomorrow how would that make you feel he's like of course everyone here would be ecstatic and they can make them feel amazing but if i told you that i'd give you that million dollars and you couldn't wake up tomorrow would any of you take it the answer is no like you know nobody's going to take a million dollars and then not live tomorrow for it um and so the premise of that is he's like what you've all just told me is that you're life is worth a million dollars waking up in the morning is worth a million dollars now my question is is that a true statement what is the number that you would have to be given that would be your cap that if you were given it and not waking up tomorrow you'd be like no absolutely not um there's no amount of money i want to wake up tomorrow that's that's literally what i was thinking i'm like dude if you would give me a dollar and said i couldn't wake up tomorrow i'm not taking it (laughs) So, so basically, the question is, how much money for enjoyment today would you die tomorrow? Exactly. Yeah, it's the reverse like, of the question. How much enjoyment would you have to have today to not want to live tomorrow? Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Because whatever you choose, if you know you're dying tomorrow, the next day, you're not really going to enjoy it. Yeah. This guy I mean, that's sounds a... interesting. <laughs> Is he, he, yeah, so I mean, is he's, he super he's basically, uh, I mean, from the few videos I've seen, basically what he does is he says, why do you not, like, basically he goes on from there, he's like, 
So if you all just recognize that you waking up tomorrow is worth a million dollars to you, why do you not live like it? Like, why do you all like wake up in the morning and you're like, oh, I got to get out of bed and oh, this sucks. Like he's like, you should be like gratifying the day. You should be super excited every single second of the day um, because what you just recognized in your brain, you know, and again, he's just talking, he's just motivating people to, you know, find a reason to live basically or find a reason to, you know, strive after your goals. And I was just curious. I'm like, well, is there a number that someone would say like, that's the number for 24 hours. I'm going to live like a king with. <laughs> no, because everyone knows you can't take money to the next next journey of life, dude. It, it, it yeah. ends on the You know that for a fact? There's no luggage rack on a hearse. <laughs> <laughs> dude. That's true. That's a fact. I think the only encouraging thing about this man so far in my mind is that if it's that simple of a question that makes you a millionaire, screw the question. Let's just come up with a good question like that to ask people, and then they're going to listen to us, and then we'll have a million dollars and stay stay alive mm. for the next day. What's a, what's a good motivational question that makes no sense? <laughs> here, here'd if be you a, didn't here'd have be shoes, simple, here'd be a simpler one. If I had a if I had a uh, few days or weeks to live, uh, I would probably take that. No, I wouldn't rob a bank for it. But if it was ultimately a bonus round, uh, and my kids went to college and their lives were secured. Yeah, I'd miss out in those last seven days or whatever, but uh, I'd, I'd take that million dollars and go peacefully into that good night and give them a good send-off so they don't have to worry about it. Mm. Yeah, but, like, my question would be, which one's of more value? Like, in culture, we value money, but is the value of the relationship, does that overvalue their experience in life? You know, does that make sense? Like, could you give them more of your experiences to help them through life versus what a million dollars could give them? Mm, that's a good point. Yeah. How much more would they rather yeah. have dad? They'd probably give that money back in a second. It's getting real serious. <laughs> <laughs> but, but if, but if you, you truly had had uh, time to think about it and you had, you know, one week to live, if you were especially in the life or God forbid, one of these crazy comas where people are begging for morphine to kill them. You know, if you were truly in one of those spots, maybe it would be a good time to just end it to end the misery. But I don't know, saying end it like a bullet. So if it was a, just a magic button you pushed and a million dollars showed up and you were happy. I might take that option. Mm. Yeah. And see, for me, the, the, the whole reason I even brought this up is because I'm sitting there going like, man, I wouldn't take the million knowing I couldn't wake up tomorrow. But I'm still waking up tomorrow if I do, Lord willing going to hate the fact that i gotta go to work <laughs> so i mean so like he didn't motivate me to do anything <laughs> i just want to know how many people are listening to this now that are like yes and then like the next morning they wake up and they're like wow i'm a millionaire <laughs> mindset you know like, <laughs> what does that do for him as they're on their way to bojangles or the dollar general like <laughs> dude the best thing that sometimes i can happen to someone is to have a near-death experience you ever watch those motivational videos where someone talks about how they got shot in the chest by a cannonball and they somehow miraculously <laughs> miraculously live and then they're Jumped like, and, I realized, <laughs> and I realized that you know life is not that serious and I'm gonna make the most of it. And they shows them skateboarding <laughs> in a park and they're just like as happy as can possibly be. You know? See, looking at yeah, the I'm, I'm totally by. I'm totally fine with those stories. It's like I've just never heard a story where it's like Dude, I was listening to this motivational speaker on Facebook, 
And he gave me this one sentence line and it radically changed my life. Look at my bank accounts, dude. I'm stacked now. (laughs) (laughs) It doesn't take away the fact that you still got to work your freaking butt off to get money in this world. Yeah, that's true. I I don't know. I think probably to this day, the best motivational speech I heard was it was a man talking about and most a lot of people probably seen it. He was talking about growing up he didn't appreciate his mom and like his mom would come home from working long hours just like try to spend some time with him and he would like pretend like he was asleep or basically he would never call her and be out doing stuff and he'd be like rebellious and his mom would be like I just want to talk to you and he'd be like you're bugging me mom basically the whole thing and then eventually um his mother like passed away and at this point every 15 year old in the school was like crying you know and then he's like he talks about the value of like the people that truly love you and are your actual friends and family and, and spending time with them and valuing them while you have them. And that was probably the deepest I've ever been hit by a motivational speech. Um, that one, that one made sense to me, but like people trying to motivate you, like enjoy every second of life because life is, you know, a gift. It's like, yeah, but dude, life also sucks for most people. Like most people on this earth, life sucks for them. They wake up, go to the sand mine, Paw some gravel and then freaking go home and you know get whipped by their overlord. Like life sucks for most people. That's you know what I'm saying. I think the two biggest motivational speeches I've ever heard are in this order: never try, never fail, and borrow like there's no tomorrow. (laughs) (laughs) Borrow, borrow like there's no tomorrow. That's that is terrible, man. Actually, dude, I don't know. Uh, I think uh, borrow like there's no tomorrow can be smart if you're doing it the right way. I've been listening. Uh, I don't know what his name is, but the rich dad, poor dad guy. Uh, oh, yeah. I'm sure you've heard of him, Dave. Um, but basically, you have like two people. You have like the Dave Ramsey's. I think Dave Ramsey's pretty widely popular. Yeah. But like he's like completely against debt. And then, like, this other guy, he's talking about, like, the world we live in, you have to learn how to leverage debt. And, like, because rich people get richer by learning how to leverage, like, their debt. And so, no, 100%. when did he write this book? Before or after 2008? Dude, like, he's still, like, he's, he's, like, a super, like, he's one of the top investors in the world. Um, yeah. Isn't, isn't he the one that helped co-write the book with uh, Donald Trump? I'm pretty sure it's the same author. I don't know. He's a he's an Asian man, like, an older Asian man. Yeah. Something uh, I know who you're talking about. I can't remember his name. But it's it's been pretty interesting. I mean, I've been looking into a lot of real estate stuff. You know, like we just bought our second home. And um, just following what these guys are saying. Obviously, it's about being smart. You don't want to be stupid. But uh, I don't know. I think you're stupid, isn't it? I mean, uh, full yeah. disclaimer for our only one listener, by the way, he is by no means a financial advisor. <laughs> <laughs> that that still scares me a little bit. Like when I look at a loan, it's like, okay, it's two hundred fifty thousand dollars for a house, and I get it. You're gonna make mortgages, and you're probably paying rent. That could be paid towards something that's gonna be yours. And you can resell it, but that still doesn't make you nervous that that's a, like, that's $250,000 that like you owe like that. I mean, yeah, it's freaking you're out of the job. Energy. What if you're freaking Yeah. It's it makes me nervous just thinking about it. Well, I mean, here, think about it this way though. The, the people that we're renting from, 
it's no different than them having to pay back their entire loan overnight and they can't. And then the new person comes in and kicks me out. It's just... And on the same no, you can run down the home equity. You can play that game. You can play the le- leverage cards against home equity. There's all kinds of programs to do that. There's uh, uh, I always thought of it when I bought my first home long ago that uh, if I fail, I'm always could make, I think it was like 600 bucks a month, maybe mortgage, maybe PT and I all in might've been under a thousand. I could say I could make that standing on my head. I could rent my rooms out and still stay afloat, make money probably. So that, that was kind of my, my mindset of going into it. And sure enough, when I did it, not only could I pay it off and crush it, I was able to then double the asset value and rent against it and buy my next house, which was double the cost, you know? So it was, yeah. You just got to think about it like that. Can I, bad way to think of it is like, I can barely make my, you know, let, let me scrape on by and make it happen. When you do that and you do get a hiccup for a month or two, you could literally be uh, in trouble, you know, and you got to be able to fall back to plan B. And that is get a second job, work night shift, rent your rooms out with you and your wife in there renting rooms out or whatever, you know, you got to be able to, uh, to make that transition if, uh, if you fall on lean times. I mean, I feel, like, I feel like everyone's borrowing, borrowing something though. It's like, it's just, just, you have to decide like, what, what do you want your, like your life to be about? Like, let's take Josiah and I, like he buys what, like, let's say your truck, you buy a $35,000 truck, your payment's five, 600 bucks a month. Like we got to, you pick up another house. You can go, you can go buy another house with like home equity and your payment's like a thousand bucks a month. He has 400 more bucks, but you just bought an asset versus a liability. And so it's like, which one do you want more? You know, like which one's going to invest later? And, and, and I don't think either one's wrong. It's just, which one do you freaking want? You know, uh, I, I think the truck is wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Drive as little vehicle as you, if you could afford and buy as big as house as you can afford. And that's, if you keep that rule in mind, it's, it's a huge advantage to your life. And uh, my, my vehicles were a decade old. I still, I'm, you know, I'm probably a millionaire many times over and, my truck's a 1990, what, 2004 truck out front, you know, good example. And then, I mean, it fits the, the uh, wise philosopher's slogan of borrow like there's no tomorrow. So, I mean, you definitely don't have I bought a truck purely <laughs> off sentimental reasons, and I don't regret it for a second. First of all, it's 32000 and I pay $400. <laughs> Whatever, yeah. Yeah, so huge difference. Can you but oh, yeah. I think, sure, the number I think at, the the day, at the end of the day, it's like, I mean, my wife and I were having this conversation and it's like I can put sweet new tires and, and wheels on my truck for five grand, but five grand is half of a down payment on a new house, you know, like especially if you're using all kinds of military benefits and stuff. So it's like, which one do you want? And I don't know. I think people get all crazy and you're like, well, you're stupid for not investing. But like some people, some people don't want to take that risk, you know, and I don't blame them. Here's the other thing, though. I think that don't want to take the risk issue comes to a lack of teaching because here's the reality. You're paying at worst case, and everybody in different parts of the United States got different prices. Let's just here in Greenville, average, you know, rent right now for a two bedroom, one bath, or a one bedroom, one bath is between seven fifty and nine hundred and fifty for a decent living. Well, you can go, you know, a little bit harder right now with the market, the house market right now. But you can go get a house that's livable, same size, basically, two bedroom, one bath for that same number, if not fifty dollars more, and it's like you're not taking much more of a risk. What risk more have you taken? And, you know, so you're paying that same amount every single month regardless. 
it, it just comes back to the idea of what is what is the risk you're taking? You know, at the end of the day, you know, you can't pay your rent. They're going to evict you, and you're still held responsible to pay the rest of that year's lease out. You know. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, every whenever someone explains it to me, it's like, yeah, it's probably smart, but I just, dude, I don't know. <clears throat> Makes scares me to take out a huge loan. I just don't like. I just don't like the idea of it. But I mean, that's probably poor people thinking. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's pretty stupid. I mean, that's exactly what I would expect to hear from someone who thinks the Earth's a globe, though. <laughs> I was about to. You know, I was about to tie it back into flat Earth. I was about to talk about buying houses on a flat Earth. I mean, it's easy to do because it's literally the foundation of our living. Like, it's a flat earth, so you can't get away from the facts. Yeah, that's, that, that's pretty much true. All right, here's a scenario for you guys. And I probably I'm going to get a different answer than most people from this group of dudes. But let me ask you this question, right? This is to Stroop, Jonathan, Dave. All right. So here's the scenario. There's no loopholes in this. All right. A big evil bad man has taken your everyone you love captive like friends family daughters sons the whole thing all right and they and this big evil bad man has them all at gunpoint and then he puts you on a bulldozer in front of the bulldozer he puts 20 random people and they're people literally picked from the street they could be felons they could be moms dads grandmas they could be good people they could be anybody right he says if you don't bulldoze all these people i'm gonna kill everybody you love if you do bulldoze them, then I'll let everyone you love live. What are you going to do? And there's no like, oh, I just turn off the bulldozer and hop off. You know, like, no. Well, like, what if you don't love your daughter? Does she? <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. I got to ask the question too. Like, why am I in front of the bulldozer? And then <laughs> are you going to murder every or 20 random people to save everybody you love? No, I'm going to lightly bulldoze the people I don't know, though. And maybe some will die. <laughs> Listen, lightly here's, the, here's a scenario that a lot of people don't think about. Bulldoze everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Make it fair. Just level the playing ground. Listen, you bulldoze them, you flatten the land out, invest in a home. Field. The land's already flat. It's flatter. Here's another thing. Where the, heck, where the heck is this big bad guy at all of a sudden? Like, he... he so involved in this whole scenario, and then all of a sudden it comes time to bulldoze, and he ran. <laughs> I told you, there's no loopholes. What are you gonna do? Save, <laughs> save everybody you love, or murder? What if I love everybody that's there? <laughs> <laughs> Asking this question was a terrible idea. <laughs> we found every loophole that didn't exist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bulldoze everybody, buy the property, <laughs> sell it out to a contractor, have them build six townhomes, make a million dollars. <laughs> Money above everything else. Well, if it was like my uh, case bulldozer, it would break down before I got to anybody. So. <laughs> I'd be totally I would happy either way. I could choose, I could go either direction on this one. With the price of fuel going up as it is, I would have to shut the bulldozer off, honestly. Like, I just couldn't be riding that thing around. <laughs> couldn't afford it. This, this is actually a very interesting moral ethic question. And it's, it's now the wrong group of people to ask this to. Oh, goodness. <laughs> no one's answering it still. <laughs> All right, guys, I'll go first. I'm going to... 
there's no I'm way going. I pull those randoms because I just couldn't look at my little daughter going, why, daddy, why? You know, so I would just have to just pick the randoms and uh, and that's just a shitty way to go. Well, she's blindfolded, so you don't have to worry about that. <laughs> Yeah, I'm I'm for sure gonna bulldoze the randos and at the very last second turn it into an infomercial for mountain meat. <laughs> Thank you for joining us on Buns and Utters. Brought to you today by Mountain Meat. <laughs> <laughs> mountain Meat it's Games. Like, it's like Brokeback Mountain, but gayer. <laughs> and we got bulldozers instead of horses. <laughs> <laughs> That's the guy's oh. name on there, Dozer. <laughs> yeah, Dozer over there. This is Jackhammer. <laughs> we're laughing now, but in like five years, we're going to see that someone heard this and actually produced that TV series. <laughs> hey, dude, we'll just freaking sue him. When I say we, exactly. it's not even my podcast. <laughs> you guys can sue him. Oh yeah, we we'll for... enough people that we could we could all sue. <laughs> Dave's probably got some lawyers ready, dude. He's already got him on the phone. <laughs> He's like, listen, something's coming up in five years. It's gonna be huge. We just prophesied it on our on our uh, fourth episode. Uh, <laughs> oh gosh, dude. Welcome to Dozer. All right, here's another one that's not as serious at all. All right, maybe this one will be better. <laughs> all right, you got an option. All right, you can either take. Ten million dollars, but oh, the one. only catch to having the ten million dollars is there is a snail following you. It has a it's it, it's honed in on you. I've heard it, this one. It's got a homing beacon on you. It cannot be stopped, trapped, or killed. You take the ten million dollars, and when it touches you, you're dead. Do you what? take the ten million dollars while, but you have to be running from a snail from the rest of your life? Now, first, yes. Let's let's clarify. There's so many problems with this. Is the snail smart enough to get a flight? So let's say this. Let's say I flee to Thailand. Okay. Is this is the snail? Does it have the intellect of a snail, or does it have the intellect of a human to where it could like hop on the side of a freaking jet? Oh yeah. And then go to Thailand, and then I'd be like, oh bro, I got like ten years because I think I swim. And then it's it's at the foot of your bed the next morning. Yep. It can hop on a plane, dude. The snail is smart enough to hop on transportation. Well, here's the thing. It's not that it's smart enough. It's just a snail. It's going to operate correctly because it's got a beacon on you, though. So it knows intellectually that its target is you. So it's going to find a way to get to you. But here's the deal, man. Ain't no way that snail's getting to me. I'm going. I'm definitely taking that money, dude. Dude, but you're also going to be paranoid about every regular snail you have Basically, seen. look at it this way. If you're fleeing to another country, you can flee just as fast and catch you. No, well, no, no, moving no, at the pace of a snail. Yeah, but yes. all it has to do is hop on a plane then hop on someone's luggage, get on a car, and then freaking go to your apartment. And it takes, what, two days to climb up apartment steps? <laughs> Dude, first of all, I don't know what kind of snail you've seen, but it's, it's got to wait in the same kind of traffic as you, you know? And this thing's not going any faster. It's not going to, like, somehow teleport to a car. It's still going to find a car. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. Snails snails rest 15 hours a day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How did you know that? How did you know Google. that, dude? It's a good random. It's a good random question. <laughs> All right, Google this, Corbin. Google, Google how Google how long snails rest a day. And David, just, you're right. You're and uh, just before we know this, I'm letting you know that Josiah's search history. When you said Bradley, 
he thought it was, you were saying Bradley, so he said B R A D L E. You're on YouTube. Oh, okay. Google how long snails rested there. Dave, you're right. <laughs> I'm going to kiss you next time I see you. There'll be a sponsor video for Mountain Dew. He's, he's laughing because <laughs> he's Dude, hey, he that. was right. <laughs> 13 to 15 hours. Spot on, big dog. <laughs> you're close enough. I'll take the win on that one. How did you know okay. this? Here, here's the other thing. I've, uh, I've been out running the snail now for 15 years. <laughs> here's the thing. I'm taking the money because here's why. You can't trap the snail, but it didn't say anything about you trapping yourself. <laughs> <laughs> so if you really want to rest and you, you're that paranoid that somehow this freaking snail magically learned how to teleport to cars and planes in such a quick time, it didn't have to go through, you know, CDC COVID laws and wear a mask on a plane. I like that. I, I'm definitely trapping myself in a cave for a little bit to get some rest and then it's not like when you see it at your front door, all of a sudden it's like lightning speed. You can just jump over it. So I'm definitely, uh, and I'll kill every snail I see, you know, just to keep a bat with you and just start smashing snails. <laughs> your bat has like graffiti on it. The snail crusher. <laughs> the shell bomb. Oh, yeah. Uh, here, here's one. Let's I would move to a very arid climate, very arid, so like snail can't move very fast in uh, sand and stuff. Well, and here's the thing, Josiah, you would for sure take the money because you can always just take the money and be one of the first one to go to Mars since you believe in going outer space and all that crap. Listen, hey, listen to this statistic real quick. I don't have a response for that. <laughs> a snail can only. Listen, a snail can only move 0.03 miles per hour. It takes him 33 hours to go one mile. Yeah, we're good, dude. Yeah, until he hops on a freaking a freaking ninja bike, dude. Okay, dude, it, it would take him – how long did it say? It, read, read the, read the uh, speed it travels out again. It's 0.03, so 33, 33 hours for one mile. So here's here's what you're saying. I mean, at the end of the day, you're like, yeah, okay, he jumps on a freaking ninja bike. Nobody is sitting still on a ninja bike for that long. <laughs> so this this snail has got the most impeccable timing to like jump off of a curb and land on a ninja bike. Yeah, you're right. All right. I'm, taking, I'm taking the money. I'm taking the money all day. Oh, oh, um, I was gonna say. All right, this is this is a real serious one because at the end of the day, it's like this could happen to any one of us, especially if you're hanging out with any one of us at any given time and there's a camera out. What would happen? Would, like, would you be able to live with yourself if we went viral, but we would have to be known as the Island Boys? Like that status quo. Absolutely not. I'm not taking. I'm not taking that money. Yeah, because I mean, dude, they're the stupidest people. I mean, like. It's, this is not like just like let's rag on the island boys. They're literally there has to be. I, I want to hopefully find out that this was all a skit. Jonathan, I think that me and you are the only people on this podcast that know who the island boys are. Yeah, I don't. I'm 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 uh, lost out there. I, I'm I'm glad I'm speaking for not just the fifty and olders here when I say what the hell's that. <laughs> Dude, go look them up real quick. You'll see immediately what I'm talking about. There, there are a couple of morons that got famous for a really catchy tune. On they literally went viral because of the stupidest song ever. But they are legitimately the most 
brain dead people ever. So what was the question we'd have to be then? So like if you went viral, would you be able to like live with yourself going viral but having the same status quo as these people? Because they're literally booed. Like people think that they're just absolute morons. Like no one's like, oh dude, the island boys, like that's so sick. Like they're they're just borderline mental. No, I'm not taking that, dude. It ruined the rest. You're making them sound pretty cool right now, actually. (laughs) (laughs) I I could never go anywhere and enjoy anything I do because I'd be an island. I guess I can't rag on them too much because they would probably be the biggest, you know, sponsors of uh, Mountain Meat. So, (laughs) wow, dude. Our our one listener was like, "Oh, (laughs) no, he didn't just say that." He used his imaginary company to diss him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude. Yeah, no, dude, I, I can't, I couldn't do it, dude. I, like, just... I, I don't think I want to go viral for anything, dude. I kind of like my life where no one knows who I am. Yeah. Nice. I'm sorry to hear that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm enjoying not being viral. I'm gonna go with the fame. I'm going with the fame here. I've uh, I've been a rock star once in my life, millionaire playboy. I, I could do it again. <laughs> uh, did you look them up? Are you all right? Uh, I haven't, but I'm just assuming the worst people in the world. But it's a lot of money, <laughs> a lot of money comes with it. I'm in. Let's do it. Yeah. You're gonna right, take well. a lot of money for not being able to walk out of your house without being made fun of. Uh, I mean, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, comfortably, actually, yeah. <laughs> Dave's doing it. Wow, All right, Dave. All right. Well, I'll still be your friend. <laughs> <laughs> I'll reap in the uh, in the glory with you. I'll I'll just be one of your closest friends. Like their, uh, like their their what is it? Their producer is actually like a normal human being. On the uh, impul- impulsive show, the Logan Paul show. He's like in the background, <laughs> and he's like at one point, it's like, yeah, I don't, I don't know why we're here either, as as they're being completely trolled by old Georgie boy. Like, here's a question: If you guys could choose how long your life would be, like you could, you could say, I'm gonna be what's the prime of your life, like 20, 27 or whatever it is, for however many years, would you, would you choose to never die and live forever? Or would you say 2000 years? Would you say 200? Like what, what would your, what would your timeline be? Normal. I'll take a normal life. Dave, you're taking normal. Yeah. I'm saying I got a, so this, this is a weird thing. And I've said this to Josiah before, but uh, um, my dad died at 72. The average man lives to be 72. I'm in good health and all, but odds are I'm going to take a dirt nap, you know, on or about 72. And uh, that leaves me 20 years left. What's that 20 years? And you look at the downside of that. I've got 20 years left to influence the world, my children, uh, everything around me, finish everything I wanted to do and be ready for the dirt nap. And uh, what are you going to do with that time? Maybe I'd love to be 90. Maybe I'd love to be 80. Not much farther than 72. But think about that. That's an interesting discussion with somebody once you're my age. Yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna take a stab at it too. Ultimately, I'm 30 and I haven't even you know, hit my prime yet. So I don't know where you're getting 27 from. Um, <laughs> I'm getting physically, physical prime. Uh, and I'm, I'm, a, I'm still making the same statement there. And then two, like at the rate the world is declining, uh, I don't know if I want to be around for longer if I had the choice. 
<clears throat> okay, well let me let me mix it up then. You can go back and point you can go back to any point in history of man and live for as long as you wanted to. Well, then that changes the game because then you yeah. know how it's going to happen. Then you can be filthy rich your whole life. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Okay. You can just I'll avoid everything. Positive. Listen, I'll, I'll change it. <laughs> okay. I'm pretty, I'm pretty experienced on this. I just watched The Old Guard on Netflix. <laughs> she lived for like 2,000 <laughs> years. I think I would live – okay, if I didn't believe the things that I believed, <laughs> I'd say five, 500 years. That'd be kind of cool. Oh, yeah. Now, since you're changing the game, I want to change it. If you completely throw out morality, I'll live a thousand years. <laughs> <laughs> you get me two bulldozers with a bunch of random people. I don't even care at that point. Dude, I'm going. I'm going. I want to live forever, man. I want to I wanna be young forever. I think that would be the coolest thing ever. All right. I don't want to be a little alert, but uh, if you read the Bible, it gives you the answer. <laughs> That's what I just said. I was like, "Have you ever heard of Jesus?" <laughs> I didn't want to. I don't know if you finished that uh, that volume one series yet, um, but it'll give you that. <laughs> what, what, what? At what age were you like your peak physical, like mental physical condition? Like thirty. Thirty. Thirty was 30. Your, your best year. Thirty was my well of there of in around. I don't remember exactly, but uh, I mean I've never been less than awesome because you know you've seen the biceps nowadays. Imagine how they were back when I was thirty. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, I was, I was, I was a bruiser, but uh, I'd say a little bit uh, more uh, broader minded nowadays. Uh, back then I was just a not, not just a f- physical specimen of beauty, but uh, I was also pretty sharp uh-huh. uh, with a growing mind. And I could I would think deep and think through and make big, great plans and and uh, so yeah, I would say I was more. Uh, energetic and uh quick back then nowadays i'm getting a little soft in my old age as far as thinking sharp still a beast though okay (laughs) (laughs) still a beast though i was listening to uh i was watching a youtube video and it was it was an old chess master yeah i think it was 50 something years old he's been he's been interviewed sorry dave (laughs) they're they're comparing they're not a regular dave like uh yeah i think he was older i think it was like 60 or 70 but they were talking to him about like what would happen if he played a match against Magnus Carlsen, who's like a younger chess wizard. He's pretty famous in the in the chess world. Um, and he was like, he kind of said it in a roundabout way, but he was like, um, I believe he said because he's not as mentally sharp as he was at younger age. Because as you grow older, your brain doesn't work at the same capacity that it did when you're younger. It's basically get older. And I think I like I was in the car and I like smacked my so I was like, dude, I cannot afford to be any dumber than I am now. You're telling me this is it? This is as smart as I get. <laughs> this is the peak. Dude, so think about this. I've had this thought, okay? You know how we have like minimum age requirements on like being a president, like what is it, thirty five or something? Right? 35. Why do 35. we not have like age requirements as far as like too old because if like we're the sharpest let's just say you're the sharpest in your 30s and your 40s with thinking because you have enough why would we cut off the age for how old you can be to be president so that way we have young sharp intellectual men in office well you do know they just passed that new bill because of branding they're gonna cut it off at like 40 now <laughs> <laughs> Oh, excuse me, Biden. Everyone was trying to figure out who Brandon was. 
Dude, <laughs> we just need someone like, I mean, what year was Biden born in? Like, what year uh, did he go to high school? Jesus. According to him, 1701. We got Jamie. I mean, Corbin looking it up. What what year did Biden high school? This is going to be interesting. He was born in 42. Oh, my God. <laughs> 42, so he graduated high school in 50, 60, right? 1960 grad. I'm pretty yeah, sure he, schools yeah. were still segregated when he graduated. Yeah. Holy Honestly. Jesus. Yeah. Like, what the heck I do. is he doing? Like, <laughs> grandpa age, man. like, confused. I don't do that blows me away. Talking about talking about qualifications, this has been my my thought on presidents. Back in the day, kings had a not always, I guess you could inherit being king, but like they had to go to war. Like, why do our presidents not have to go to war? (laughs) (laughs) That's not a good thing. Like, we're screwed if our president goes. There should be a minimum of like a ten body count kill (laughs) for our presidents. Like Putin, I guarantee he's in the hundreds. And we're over here like, no, I haven't even punched a guy in the face. Like, that's pretty jacked up. I can't well, I mean, one time. I mean, honestly, though, uh, Biden has killed a lot of people this year. Okay. <laughs> Good point. Hey, let's, let's take it a step deeper. Uh, how uh, old are you to even vote? Or how, how should you take an intelligence test to be a parent? You know, we, we, we give out voting rights at age 18. We keep them till you're, you're in your 100 and whatever. You can still vote. Are you still full of mind? Uh, when, you, uh, when you become a parent, which you can do that, I don't even know, 15 to, you know, age whatever, 50, if you're a woman even. Uh, are you qualified to have a kid? And should you have kids if you're truly, you know, someone that can't pass a test to, to spell your own name, are you kid worthy? Curious about that. So you're saying that the president should be able to be younger, or 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 just even a broader picture should, you know? And I I hate government. I hate taking away people's individual rights because that's a right you'd be taken away. But should should everybody have the right to? If you're totally stealing from the government, taken from the government, 100 percent, do you have the right to vote 100 percent as the same person who's making a hundred grand salary and giving 50 grand of that to the government to pay for that other person. Should they have the same equal right to vote? Um, if you can't raise your kid or have three felonies and, you know, and sex abuse and child abuse. Yeah. I see what you're saying, but you gotta be careful because that turns into really quick and it's like a nobleman peasant surf class type of type of situation there. Um, it does. It know. does. Listen, change the age you know what would happen is freaking logan paul would be voted in by all the young people and then he'd make a freaking law to where his brother could be co-president <laughs> and <that> turn out <laughs> i mean this, this this falls under the same like uh, equal pay for women where it's like it's easily debunked like men just get higher paying jobs it's reality like lawyer doctor scientist women don't usually get those kind of jobs. they're usually like women lawyer women doctor women scientists <laughs> if I just heard that right, that was awesome. <laughs> I got, full disclaimer, that was not my joke. I heard that from someone else. It was amazing. Oh, God. <laughs> we were all like, wait. He gets sued next week. Podcast shut down. One listener sues us for being sued and shut down. <laughs> but here's the thing. I mean, going back to that question, it's like, this is this very 
topic is what gets our freaking government in trouble because it's like they start trying to dictate things they shouldn't be dictating. At the end of the day, it's like we should just go back to old Levaic law where it's like we stone people to death for breaking certain things. You know, it's like you would you would put a huge damper on some of these major crimes. Like back in the day, you know, abuse and rape and, and murder of that level was like you were dragged to the outside of the city and everyone got to pick up these big boulders and beat the crap out of you with them. Like if that yeah, was the punishment for your crime, like you what happens with like all these fake cases nowadays? Well, also, you think stone or castrate a dude, and then it comes back, and the woman's like, oh, she's not. That's what I'm gonna say. Like, that's think about think about all the people that were killed for no reason by the mob, like the 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 witch the witch hunt trials. Like, how many of those women were just like, you know, sitting over a sulfur leak and freaking affected by chemicals and they're witches, like. Yeah, that's that's where lawyers can be a good thing and like have to obey the law and like, hey, this woman's not crazy. She was just ate some, you know, moldy bread that was psychedelic and she was tripping out for an hour. She's not a witch. Well, I mean, I think that's where the bulldozer come in handy. When when the woman comes with the case, you put her in front of the bulldozer and have that thing start moving. She'll start telling the truth real quick. Right? <laughs> oh, dude. <laughs> It's funny how this equality thing was timed really well by women. It's like you can there's a there's a very there's a very direct timeline with like when air conditioning was invented and when like women's marches started for equal pay. <laughs> no comment. I'm not, I'm, I'm not saying you're wrong, but I strongly disagree. <laughs> I'm not saying you're right, and I'm not saying I agree at all with you, but I would probably be... <laughs> you know, that was a joke. I wasn't serious at all. Like, give me the computer. I actually want to look this up. When was the first equal rights march in the United States? Central it was era. like, it was early 1900s. It was, uh, it was Sar- Saratoga Springs, New York. Wasn't it, it was early state- 1900s? Saratoga Springs. I would say it was 1923 as a pure guess. But I should know that trivia because it's I'm actually. Thinking like yeah, 19, I'm thinking 1918. But I thought they, I, I thought they filmed it in the same studio they filmed the fake moon landing. <laughs> okay, wait, no, <laughs> I'm talking about equal pay, not equal rights. So the Equal Pay Act was the first law in which the federal government addressed pay equity for women. Okay, so 1963 was in the law in effect. When was Central Air and Heating invented? It was before that, wasn't it? Not? <laughs> burr, burr, burr. <laughs> oh, it's been in like the 1800s. Huh. Wait, no, it wasn't. Hang on. Do you know how to Google search anything? They had freaking train, train air conditioning systems in the 80s. 1902 is when air conditioning was invented. Hang on. Hang yeah, on. You were... on in deeper. When was air conditioning in the workplace common? 1953, as a guess. Uh, 41. Night, wait. And then air condition become common in offices. Night, I think it was post-World War II. Post-World War II is when it was, I thought, you know, started becoming around, but nobody had it until like the 50s. And Florida, and as the space program came to Florida at the same time air conditioning did, which was in the 50s. And that, that's what kind of created Florida. Yeah, so... So, Look, Lily, I, I hate to say this, man. You should have kept it a joke because, like, no one's fact-checking you anyway. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think hey, our one listener is at home? Like, is that's that not true? That much. That's, that's just enough time for them to pass out flyers and start talking about rallying. 
Oh gosh, dude. Hopefully our one hopefully our we don't have a female one listener. <laughs> if we just lost her. <laughs> I'm kidding if you do eventually. <laughs> She's like, I am not a female doctor. I'm a doctor. <laughs> <laughs> how here's the thing. Speaking of doctors, how many people die a year by doctor male practice or like miscategorizing like an illness? Oh, we just malpractice. That's that's sexist in itself. Yeah, that was pretty. He's assuming that all doctors are male. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Why are we asking questions we should know the answer to? Like, can't we just go back to our opinionated statements? (laughs) (laughs) He's on the. uh... He's on the uh, the fact check of America, cdc.com. Yeah, that was a terrible. I did not mean to go there. He's on www.factcheck.gov. Researchers, <laughs> researchers believe that 440,000 people a year die to or deaths are due to preventable medical errors. I probably tripled the past year. 40,000. Yeah. Did you know that 100% of all deaths on the globe are caused by lack of life in the body? <laughs> Did you know that the first women's suffrage march was in 1913? Stroop, A+. I was close. I, you know, I was, I was in college once. Where? It was where in New York? Uh, Saratoga Springs, I believe. Which is, uh, uh, Carly said the same as Albany, New York. North Albany, New York. Hmm. Saratoga Springs. So what we're basically just confirming is that Lily's idea of like AC and women's marches was just completely trash. (laughs) (laughs) It was a solid theory. Dude, you should write a book, The Theories of Lily. It could be one of her sponsorships. Dude, I could write a I could write a theory book. A theoretical book. I could I could probably write a 200 paper at least. A theory book. A uh, theoretical. <laughs> the, the theoretical book of theories. Hey, professor, I brought my theory book with me. Get out of my class. <laughs> <laughs> you moron. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, here, okay, here's a question. What are some, some, some theories that you guys are willing to like, what's a hill you're willing to die on that you can no way confirm? Like, there's no That's way you can prove it, but it's almost 100% positive. It's true. I got, I got one. Other than flat earth? Huh? Yeah, I was just going to say, can we go with the flat earth? <laughs> <laughs> but do you, do you have any that you're like, I'm pretty damn sure this is this is real, but there's no way to prove it? Hmm. See, that's the, we, we, can we get, get rid of the no way to prove it? Because most of mine are provable, but I'm still going to hold on to them. Because... <laughs> All right, give me, give me Hillary, Clinton was, Hillary Clinton was guilty. <laughs> <laughs> Michael Obama's a female. Michael, Michael Obama. <laughs> Michael Obama. Oh, Michael Obama. <laughs> I'm going to die for that one. <laughs> I'm going to go with, I could go with Bigfoot, but I don't know about that one. 
I'm getting less that's, and less convinced every day. Yeah, that's stupid. I'm going with the moon landing for sure. It's going to be the one because you can prove it for a fact that it didn't happen. I would put out there that our our government in mass is attacking the citizens when you know not whenever possible no one's running in here and stealing five bucks out of my wallet but i mean uh uh liberty is just being eroded at the literally at every corner as fast as possible you know we're just sinking into the ocean as a foundation here as a where'd my five bucks go (laughs) i thought we were picking i thought we were picking conspiracy theories we would die on that's just a fact yeah like as you were saying that, I'm like, in a black suit with my wallet. <laughs> I had five dollars there a second ago. Uh, well, I didn't have any money for the jokes on him. I already paid my tax for the last ten years. Uh, still, if I, if I had to pick one, I would say human beings have not changed at all in thousands of years. Like I think, I think people back then were exactly the same. Like, like you know, people were like. Oh, the beauty standard is totally like, today fat women were hot. I'm like, there's like maybe there's a sign of <laughs> prosperism. There's no way, dude. You take Megan Fox back two thousand years, drop her in front of some long cloth Egyptians, and they would be like, oh, <laughs> that's hot. There's no way human objective uh, beauty standards have changed. I bet you she makes an awesome sandwich. That's what they'd say. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I don't. I don't know if I've ever heard that as like. I don't know where do you where do you get your theories from, dude. Well, your, your you theory book. <laughs> you guys have heard like <laughs> beauty standards change within like the era and like the Victorian yeah. era. Like, I bet if you take a like, I don't know who's who's another hot chick from nowadays. Who's that chick Baywatch? Um, I don't know whoever. Uh, a, a smoking. Wayne Johnson. Smoking oh, hot. babe. Who? Um, <laughs> Who's that guy from Broback? <laughs> you, you take a hot He's woman like nowadays and you put her day, even if at that time fat women were supposed to be the most attractive. And I guarantee you, every dude is going to be like, yeah, that's hotter. That's, that's the standard right there. Listen, I, I've got an interesting one, okay? This is like kind of a serious one. Well, but, let me, hold on. I want to touch on this fat one real quick for a second because, first of all, I've never heard this theory before in my life, and second of all, John, this isn't a theory. This is this is just a fact. Like, listen, we the, don't talk about this one around you because we want you to feel pretty. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, listen, I'm, I'm fine with that. It's it's just pick fat people. When you pick on the women, I'm cool with that. Can you imagine if I didn't I'm, get? I'm surprised. Early, the earlier question, you didn't say you'd go back 300 years. <laughs> Wait, can I change my answer? <laughs> Here's the thing, though. This is what I'm getting at, though. This is a fact. Like, culturally speaking, we're at the fattest point in history ever. Like, as far as, like, statistics of morbidly obese people. It's like, that, that whole theory is stupid because back in the day, most people were in better shape than they are today. No, well, that's the that's, – that's the... That's the point of the theory is that, like, when you saw a fat chick, it was rare. So it was like – they, like, they weren't wow, they weren't mesmerized. That voluptuous, <laughs> that voluptuous babe. Like, 
They're trying to figure out how to save my woman sticks and bones. <laughs> that, and so it was attractive, but I'm telling you, it just was a cultural thing. Oh, gosh. Let's put it this way. I, I agree. It was probably true. And I'm not even going to go there. Never mind. <laughs> Men have liked big booties since the beginning of time. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. I bet Eve was packing. We take a momentary break to bring you a commercial from Mountain Me. <laughs> Just to regroup our thought. <laughs> All right, here's here's one of my theories. This is kind of a serious one. I believe that the rise of Hugh Hefner was also the rise of divorce in America. What do you think about that? Well, well, well hang on. Well, the rise of Hugh Hefner is pretty parallel with porn. Yeah, so I would. Uh, yeah, so like, the rise of porn. Sure. No, Hugh Hefner. Yeah. How many so, divorces did he have? No, no. Here, here's my <laughs> here's my theory. Well, I, I read this in a book one time, and I've actually thought a lot about it. I read this like probably five years ago, and the idea is that as Hugh Hefner brought in the idea of all like basically having women at your disposal, like. 100 years ago or 200 years ago, you couldn't just grab a magazine or click on a website with women. And so you didn't like, I don't feel like I'm missing out, but like just for the statement, like men feel like they're missing out on something better now because of Hugh Hefner than before they didn't have that idea. So now men are leaving their wives because they think there's something better like Instagram and freaking TikTok and all that stuff. That's not why men get divorced. Men get divorced because women are fucking crazy. Am I right, Dave? You're absolutely right. Absolutely. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Well, okay. No, he, he, hold up. Let me let's go back for a second here again because this is not a the, you said the rise of Hugh Hefner was the rise of divorce in America. I'm talking about as and, as, as Playboy got bigger, okay? The the percentage of divorce also increased. Well, I mean, I would say probably yes in a in a cultural standpoint, but the reality is like it. It's, I wouldn't blame that though. Ultimately, like again, we're going back all of human history. A lack of commitment wasn't considered a divorce when you would just leave a woman back in the day. So, like people would be sleeping around all the time. They just weren't considered divorced because they didn't actually ever marry the person. Yeah, but I, I don't. I don't have an argument. You you just asked me a question if I had something that I couldn't. Yeah. Do. So <laughs> I, I just threw out there what, what I thought. You know, I wasn't prepared. But you said what? This. Yeah, but you said what did you think about that? I'm just I'm I'm thinking about it. Like at the end of the day, it's like, eh, no. I think this has been a human issue for a long time. But, yeah, but, I'd say it's probably been about the same. And then also, if you go far enough back, dudes have multiple wives, and that probably helped. Yeah. You know. So you're wrong, basically, Corbin. <laughs> I don't know. You can't prove it. <laughs> here, here, here's where I'm at, though. I'm still, when it comes down to the theory that I'm going to die on, it's still going to be, like, flatter all the way. <laughs> Did you say the tree you're going to die on? Yeah, the tree I'm going to die on is planted on a flat earth. Oh, God. Yeah. Have you ever seen a tree that has, like, Curvature roots. They always go flat. <laughs> that was so bad. God, that was uh, well, terrible. okay. Okay, Lily, have you ever seen a boat go uphill? No, you haven't. Okay. <laughs> We're not going through this again. <laughs> it's my go-to. It's the chomp card. 
Uh, here's one, dude. If you could make up, so you know how everyone lies to their children about Santa Claus? Like it's just common. <clears throat> it's like a national lie to your kids in America, at least. If you could make up your own national lie that every child would be told, and it's like you snap your fingers like Thanos style, and this is a tradition. Like every kid will now be told this. What's the lie you're gonna make up that everyone now tells their kids? Mamas and your wives are all sane. Wait, mama, what? They're sane. The w- w- women are sane and have good ideas. <laughs> That's. You <laughs> got some bitterness. Come on, guys. I'm just. I just. I'm, I'm a little bit slighted here. I'm a little bit. I'm. I'm a, I've been kicked too many times by the. <laughs> <laughs> uh, in all seriousness now women are smarter than us uh what else um dude i'm i think i'm going with um i think i'm going with when you're 15 you get a magical superpower but you just have to figure out what it is or well, actually younger when you turn 10 everyone gets the superpower and you're gonna see little kids you can't show them yeah you, you can't. can't show anybody it has to be for your like yeah like you have to keep a secret yeah and you're gonna watch a bunch of little kids Oh, they're super powerful. I would say that the death rate would go up. Yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> Significantly. Buildings everywhere. That'd be the final conclusion of the, the small-minded kid. He'd be like, it's definitely the ability to fly. <laughs> and he would, like, jump off his bed. And he'd be like, I know. I, had, I just have to jump off something higher. And he just he would keep going. So that would be a bad idea. <laughs> I would probably tell him that hard work pays off. Oh gosh. Gordon, what's yours? I don't know, dude. We've talked about this so many times. I I couldn't tell you right now. Alright. I haven't thought about it too much. Yeah, this is usually, you know, I'm pretty quick with these usually, but today, <laughs> my universal lie is just leaving me. <laughs> that hurt this. Uh, no, we said lie. Not <laughs> <laughs> All right, so he- here's the deal. Um, I think, you know, next week, next week, we're going to just, we're, we got to bring up the topic of brainwashing. Yes. Okay. Dude, like that's gonna be our, our topic of discussion. We've got some interesting things on brainwashing. Like like just like what how does the CIA do it? Or are we talking about like how is like how is generations of, of you know Well I think first we, we what we and of course we'll say this for next episode, but I think what what we're gonna do is just establish what is brainwashing, you know, one by definition, by a societal standard and then you know, kind of break it down from there because I'm telling you, dude, like I'm, I'm all for it. Like, I believe it's, I'm all for I'm like, I'm all for brainwashing. People. Um, I think it's being done. It's been being done for a long time. And I think, you know, this whole people are woke or waking up. It's not that they're waking up. It's that they're realizing like, Oh, brick, like we've been getting brainwashed. So but, we definitely, I want to talk yeah, about listen, that. You started the conversation too early. Yeah. Okay. I have a lot more no, to say. There's, that, but, there's yeah. a lot to say, but Hey, yeah. Stay tuned. Yeah. Anyways, this this commercial was brought to you today by. <laughs> 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 T- 
tune into us, which you can, even though you can't tune into us, but tune into us Sunday nights at 930. <laughs> oh, gosh. Poor one listener, dude. He's got to get to the hour and three mark, minute mark just to find out that he can't even know about brainwashed. <laughs> yeah, so wait till next week. <laughs> I'm going to title the episode brainwashed question mark. <laughs> Oh good. All right, so here's here's what we'll, we'll we'll wrap it up with this one. Um, we're at our bedtime hour here. Uh, what is what is the one thing that you would you wish you could go viral for? Um, doing Penis something size. really awesome. <laughs> what did you say, Dave? Penis size. <laughs> <laughs> you guys okay? How about would, the zinc hold up, today, dude. How, how would you go viral about this? So, like, how do the people find out? I do you know, helicopter spins with it. You've <laughs> been doing helicopter spins. Millions of people saw you helicopter spin with it, but you're viral size penis. Yes. <laughs> like like the wind would be blowing hair back. There'd be like people grabbing hats and flying off. Be my, 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 my ass would be 100 miles an hour just shaking like it'd, it'd be leaves be coming off trees. It, it'd be one of those things. It'd be like in the Vietnam helicopters with people holding their hats and stuff and ducking as they run towards you. <laughs> Oh gosh, I'm not laughing because like it's fun. Because like just thinking about that's what you're known to be viral for. <laughs> totally sold on it. Done. Oh All my, my lineage would be like, yeah, his granddad had the uh, used to do those helicopter spins. Remember on YouTube? <laughs> <laughs> Remember the intro to uh, Mountain Meat, the series? Our <laughs> <laughs> uh, ability to keep cracking the same jokes about the same things is. <laughs> It's pretty great. I'm, I'm going. I'm going with uh, doing some awesome, like uh, like surviving a jump off Niagara Falls, like like riding off Niagara Falls and just being like, Woo! and then living, and then walking out. And I was like, oh my god, some something dope somewhere. I'm like a, a badass to everybody. I feel like I would rather go viral for something that requires very very little effort. So I don't know what that would be, but. You know, you just drop one of those one-liners, like those TikTokers, and then they make millions of dollars. Mm. I don't know. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Like, you don't I mean, have to only, do anything. You just say You've something. only got two categories. Like, literally, you've got the person that's going viral for something super awesome, or like what you're saying. It's just this Dude. one-off stupid, catchy thing that everyone loves. Like, think about Dave's, Dave's uh, his, his viral video, okay? That's like basically what that guy, like the D's nuts guy, he literally just said D's nuts. And he made millions of dollars. It's just, yeah, exactly. It's just like the guy was like, ah, got him. You know, all of a sudden he's a millionaire. He had a double. I think that's the same guy. Oh, was it? Is it the yeah, same guy? I never, I never guy, even looked up the D's nuts. I think thing. the guy that was the most viral for doing the least like amount of effort was the guy that was like, okay. The guy that said, okay, in the video. Or you guys remember the, the greatest freakouts ever? <laughs> that. yeah I'm, I'm i'm definitely going with something like that you i want something if i was to go viral it'd have to be something that people would mimic and copy because you're you're knocking out two birds at one stone you're like you're basically going viral becoming a millionaire and then you're also leaving a legacy behind bare naked by hands taking out the entire taliban as they ran into town and you just literally obliterated them all doing a pile heap on the ground and their guns bare naked <laughs> nothing but a shoelace in your hand you know on video that's what i'm saying dude something badass somewhere pay for another drink ever 
and people will emulate you and kill the rest of them coming into town to rip up I stuff. Mean, yeah. I'm a Dave on this one. It's got to be something awesome. I'm thinking maybe like uh, you recreate the Gladiator games, but just for yourself, <laughs> and you get like <laughs> you get like all like ten or fifteen lines, and somehow you, I don't know. Somehow I take them down, like in the matter of ten seconds. Like I don't know. That'd be sweet. Recreate the Gladiator games, but pay all the other Gladiators to let you win. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's like throwing the Gladiator games. <laughs> modern day sports i got you (laughs) oh goodness i mean what's the coolest thing someone's ever gotten viral for the coolest i mean that's i don't know that's a subjective question i think steve Irwin, maybe all right that wasn't really viral he's just getting famous yeah i don't know i don't know if there would be an answer to that yeah i got outran that polar bear around his truck it's pretty cool yeah that's true Outrunning, outrunning a, a like a wild animal, like a tiger. Yeah. Like sprinting to the car ahead of it. I don't know. It's got to be something badass, man. You you ever, ever, see that, ever see that skier tear the hill up with a with a mountain lion chasing after him about ten feet behind him, looking to eat him? Yeah, yeah that's that cool. One. Huh. It's got to be something cool. You don't want to go viral for something stupid. Like you just don't. Maybe if yeah. I was like filthy rich and I like did something majorly illegal. And I outran like 500 cop cars chasing me, and then I paid them off, and then they let it go. Mm. A viral cop chase. Yeah. Yeah. Ariana's right behind me. (laughs) (laughs) She's like, we can make this happen. (laughs) She takes it. Well, fellas, I think it's that bedtime hour for me. Yes, sir. Salute. Salute, man. We will right, we boys. will tune back next Sunday at nine thirty for brainwashed. Yep, brainwashed. Great experience. It's All been right, only half of it, but it's been great. This, this podcast episode was brought to you today by Buns and Udders and Mountain Meat. <laughs> Both, oh. Buns and Udders now sounds gay as well. <laughs> <laughs> All right, big dogs. We'll see you. All right, All right big dogs. Oh.